Six-Pack Lapidot, I want to give a quick shout-out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions, several national champions, and uh, I mean, a laundry list of records, national records, world records have been broken, etc. But they have an app with their elite level programming available, video tutorials. Uh, I mean, the whole nine, it's one stop shop once you're in here. There's a Discord where they're doing video review of your lifts. Um, to get all your lifts analyzed so you get elite level programming and coaching for $29.99 US a month. Positionsofpower.programs.app. Go there and get yourself started. <laughs> boys are back we're gonna do a news episode this is kind of new fellas let's have some fun with this one um six-pack lapidat rory the linchpin lynch billy mack and arian messi kamesi and we got some news items arian we're gonna belt them off you just toss it out there some of them we could discuss some of them is more just informative all right thank you for the update but uh let's see what we get from here yeah, I mean, we'd kind of done like some news, like, you know, last year with the whole, you know, IPF, USAPL stuff going over to what was going on as far as suspension and explosions. We kind of done this. So the first thing I have on my list is that the new federation, Powerlifting America, has been formed. It's in the IPF. We already knew that. But now the nationals have been officially announced. So just going off of our list real quick, the first one will be bench press nationals, which will be end of this month in Orlando, February 26th and 27th. Then you have the classic open nationals. So they're separating it out into its own meet. That's going to be in Austin, Texas, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And then you have the rest of the meets are kind of put together in, in June, 18, 19, 20. So that's going to be the all the equip lifters, the open masters, sub juniors, and juniors, as well on the classic side, the sub juniors, juniors, and masters. And they kind of base that based on when the world championships are. Cause like, you know, the bench rules is coming up first, then the classic open, and then the sub junior juniors and masters and equip opener later in the year. So we do have those announced. Obviously the one that we care about most is the classic open pal thing, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, um, where some of our lifters will be there competing. Yeah, man. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who team USA and look USA, the return First time since 2019 in 2022 at IPF Worlds, who is going to make the U.S. national team upon that return? There's going to be a lot of hype. It's going to be all killers, no fillers. The U.S. national team is always stacked. So all eyes on that roster when it's posted. Then there's going to be some battles to make it onto the team. And then the U.S. returns to the IPF World Championships, much hyped. We'll do further analysis later on and, and make our picks on, you know, where they might end up um, if they're going to actually win it or what's going to happen. But uh, yeah, good news item, sir. Moving on to the next one. Yeah. Next one, I guess is uh, your, your country. The Canadian nationals was supposed to be in March and St. John's Newfoundland. And with the restrictions, and everything on with the pandemic, they postponed it for now till May. So with that, that means that they're not going to be able to, for the classic team and for the bench team, they're not going to be able to select their team based on nationals. So they're going to have to select on different criteria, which they did put out the criteria for those two teams, basically kind of going off of, hey, if apply by this dead, deadline and we'll look at your best total from a IPF meet, NAPF meet, or CPU national or regional meet in 2020 or 2021. So whoever competed in 2020 or 2021 and one of those higher level competitions can apply and see if they can get the automatic spot. It's going to be interesting because what if somebody at like a regional is um, a regional is above provincial, you know, like Canada is pretty big geographically speaking. So they chop it up into three parts. So you have the Western Eastern and then central. 
regionals. So the provincials, which pro- provinces for those listening are like our states. Uh, so you win your provincial, then your regional has multiple provincials in there. U.S. probably has regionals, but I think they mean more in Canada because they're actually part of our qualifying um, where I think in us, it's just, you could go if you want to go, et cetera, but you can break national records on there. And it's part of the qualifying where you actually have to show up at regionals to go to nationals, make national teams, et cetera. It'll be interesting to see if somebody did a big total at a regional or a provincial, I think, no, I didn't even say, re- I don't even think provincial was in that list. I think regional, but somebody else went to worlds or somebody else did something at a world level. If they waited the same. They didn't really necessarily get into that. They probably have a committee there going where they're going to be talking like, look at this gentleman or general lady did their total at the world championships. Um, that takes a lot of guesswork out of it. They know you could hit lifts at an international standard, et cetera. Not worried about you bombing. You've traveled, you've made weight, you've done all those things. They liked working with you. And then this other person who might have five or 10 kilo more, but they did it at a, you know, more of a local level. That's a that's conversation. It's not just by the numbers when you're putting together a team. It's going to be interesting to see how they do that because we haven't had a lot of nationals. This will be the first nationals in a while. My boy Calf, we two years running national champion, but he only won once because <laughs> you know, we, we missed nationals next year. So uh, this year, I was actually joking around, like Calf, if they fucking cancel nationals, you're a three year national champion. You only had to win it once. You know, you, people look at it from. 2020 to 2023 you know like fuck you had a dynasty going for a little while there in the early 20s <laughs> and you only have one day it's like dude that's the best dynasty ever um he's like that's the, not really how i wanted to do my dynasty but i guess i take it when i when i reread this selection while well, this is not true did uh bill send you his joke his little jab at you i'm not maybe he, he bill, you didn't tell time. him he jabs all the time <laughs> bill was telling me based on the selection criteria you can't go to worlds I, me personally. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried about that though. I'm calm, but I'll be commentating playboy. But, but I, no, but I, he meant masters cause you didn't go compete at worlds and you haven't done a meet in 2020 or 2021, but actually this is only for bench and open since that's the teams that they have to select beforehand. So for the rest of the people actually reading this sub juniors and juniors and masters, they actually have to show up to the nationals in May and compete to make those world teams. Hmm. Because I mean, those worlds are later in the year. We'll see how it shakes up, man. Uh, you know, it's interesting because Canada might not be the only one going through this around the world, but you know, the big stars are going to make it, you know? Anyway. Yeah. I mean, it, depending on what countries, like I have a lifter who's in Germany who's planning to do the German nationals in March. And then he tells me, Hey, it got, it got postponed to summer. And initially they hadn't given a, a month or a date or anything like that. And then now he, they've said they finally give a date and it was like mid August, something like that. So like, oh, how are they going to select their team? And I guess, yeah, they have, they're going to put a process together and you have to have a minimum qualifying total even to be considered because um, a lot of nations have that. Like in order to be even sent out to an international competition, they want you to have some kind of minimum total. So it kind of shakes everything up. Got to be on Deepmar's good side over there and you'll get on the team. <laughs> what do you guys feel about what I said, though? About um... I didn't think about that. Yeah, think about that for a second right now. What do you think, Bill? What do you think, Rory? Because you guys, have, all you guys have been at the World Championships coaching. What does it mean to you that some kid has five kilo more at a local level, but some other kid was at the World Championships, won nationals, went to Worlds, traveled, made weight, the whole nine, hit all their lifts, and got five kilo less at the world level, or 10 kilo even? Like, how much of a spread do you need when it's world or local? But now, real, real quick, as far as requirements... So let's say Jess Bittner goes to nationals, wins nationals, then she went to worlds and wins worlds. Then when she has to come back, what is the required meets that she has to do? Just nationals again? Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Rory? I'm 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 really struggling with this one. Like I would I would like for there to be a really objective qualifying criteria. Like the way that the team is put together is there is a specific process. And no amount of uh, favors or money changing hands or whatever is going to influence that process, right? Like, and so the way the USAPL used to do it, like, you know, you win nationals, you go to worlds, like that is a good system. Um, And so where we get to this point where we're like, okay, potentially this person has five kilos more, but it's in a local meet at their gym with like, who knows who the referees were and they didn't have to travel versus, you know, someone doing the same thing at an international meet where they did travel and the referees are me and Arian who are, you know, 
mean sure. at the best of times. Uh, no, 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 we're strict, I think is the word you're looking for, Bill. Um, <laughs> you know, personally, like I would definitely weight the international one more highly, but but I don't know how I would compare those things and say, hey, look, this. and so if I was having to pick the team and someone was just like, hey, this is an exceptional year, so we're not going to use the normal criteria, we're going to have to make something up. I would weight performances at a higher level meet more highly. And so I'd go, look, if you have previously been to Worlds, like say in the last, since 2020, if you've been to Worlds or another international meet, we'll count those totals first. And then if you do it at nationals, then we'll count those totals. And then if you do it at a meet of provincial club, whatever else may exist in your country, then we'll take that one. Um, I, it's not how I would like to see it done generally, but you know, exceptional times means we have to do things a little differently sometimes. It's uh, so in that criteria, they didn't say provincials, right? They're not you provincial totals. Am I, am I right on that? No, it just says, uh, it says the IPF, NAPF, CPU nationals or regional competition in 2020 or 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, so I would, I would probably take those in order. Like, you know, if you, if you do it at worlds or in APFs, that total is automatically first, even if it is actually slightly less than a total that somebody did at nationals or provincials. So I guess, so Ryan, after Worlds last year, were there any regional meets? I think there was. Um, I'd have to double okay. check. Not in Ontario, though. We've been mad shut down. But I think in other places in Canada, I'd have to double check, though. Um, yeah, I just wondered. I was going to say, I mean, basically for me, it's like just take the same team. And if you have people that don't want to do it, then you figure out a, a list, right? You, you come up with some sort of alternate list from there from those other meets right. basically like this, this is who went last year. This is who's going this year. You know, there's nothing we can do about it. And then, you know, kind of make a, an alternate list based off of the other NAPF, you know, national and regional meets and go from there. Yeah. That's, that um, seems like the fairest to me. I mean, it, it's tough, but like, yeah, reading this, it says it's just the, the best total. Cause it says based on the totals of applicants, first place in each weight class will automatically earn the spot on the national team. So they're not weighing it. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's no matter which way you do, you're going to miss out on someone, someone who maybe was around back in 2019 or someone maybe who competed, you know, in 2021 or, or competed, you know, let's say this month in 2022 that has a, has a big total. So you're going to miss out on something. I don't mind this because one, like Rory said, it's objective. You have the highest total you get to go. And then they're taking it from a number of championships in 2020 or 2021, but at least they're doing regional and up. They're not going down to provincials or local. And, you know, if you are someone like a, a Jess, you've done a nationals and world. So you actually have multiple totals to pull from. So what are the chances that for the classic open, which Canada has a solid uh, team and solid number of lifters, that there's going to be some random person that at a regionals, you know, total five kilos more than a Jess or a Maria T or something like that and take their well, spot. Here's where it could have been dice. Here's where things could have been more interesting is slightly not. If they had lowered it from regionals to provincials. And now if you win a provincial title in the 83 kilo class, um, for instance, Nick Manders, his, he's a phenomenal 83, got a fucking monster deadlift on him. His highest total is 762.5 at Alberta Provincials in 2021, December. That's just a few months away. But last time he made a Canadian international team, he bombed out on squats at the NAPF um, or the Pan American Championships. So then he's got the biggest, but Kafwi, who's the reigning 83 kilo national champion, 183 nationals and competed at the world championships hit a 750 less of a total but competed at the world level the weigh-ins to travel the whole nine and actually obviously you know did what he did there um so that's where it could have got interesting if instead of provincial that was regional and look at regionals can be just as or provincials can be just as competitive as regionals depending on uh where the you know who shows up it could have got dicey because you might've been in a situation where you have a Nick Manders who had a bigger total, not by a heck of a lot, 12 and a half kilo though. However, calf, we'd be like, yeah, last time he was on a national team, he bombed out though. And last time I was on a national team, I posted up a total and it did my damn thing. And I am the national champion. I haven't lost my national title, even though though, sorry, my national title is from two years ago. 
So okay. it is like, sorry, if we were like NFL managers or something and we could mm-hmm. pick the teams however we wanted and we didn't have to pick the team which is going to represent our country the best and, you know, all of those things. Um, one of the things that I would be waiting is like the expected performance. And so you could take someone like, uh, I'm going to pick on Josh Takua. Uh, love you, buddy. I'm going to call you out. Um, like up until 2016, Oceania is dude bombed in like five, five out of 12 meets leading up to that or something like that. And so if I was a manager picking a team where I didn't have to care about objectiveness and fairness, I would go, look, until you can show me that you can actually make attempts in a meet, I'm not picking you for an international team. But we can't do that because we're not representing ourselves or, or, or shareholders or anything like that, right? We're representing a federation and a country. And like that, that means we do have to be more fair than, than, than that. And, and it's quite hard for us to, to say, hey, look, last time you went to an international meet, however long that go, was ago, you bombed. Uh, when there are also people who have bombed for, for you know, spurious reasons at, at local meets and so on as well. Whereas we wouldn't necessarily hold that against somebody. Maybe you do, maybe you don't though. I am at Olympic trials for other sports. They do look at like who they think is going to do well. And they do take these kind of things into accounts, like not just like by the numbers things, but like uh, making teams were like, like for instance, okay. Hockey's massive in Canada, obviously when they do the fucking make the hockey Olympic team, it's the Olympic hockey team. It's all these NHL pros. They don't just look at the stats. They're like, you don't mesh. Well, I don't think we're going to have a week. Arch, even though you're a better defenseman or you're better offenseman, you got more points in NHL. They'll look at it like if we put this other guy in here who slots in better with the team, we have a better shot at winning. So that's what we're going to do. And we're selecting it based off what we think is, you know, proven on that level. It's so, I don't know, man, it's tough. I don't, it's tough. I know what you mean, but you can argue it both ways. It, this problem didn't happen, but it could have. It might have been someone that, else that I don't see. Go ahead, Bill. Sorry. Interesting story real quick. So buddy of mine, Bobby Smith, he's a javelin thrower for the U.S., right? He, um, he won the Olympic trials. I think this is probably 12 years ago or something like that. He wins the Olympic trials but doesn't hit the Olympic standard. He misses by like you know a foot or half a foot or whatever it was. It was, it was very close. Damn. He doesn't get to go to the Olympics, but the guy who got fourth place at that meet hit the standard – two months earlier at some other meet. So he got to go because he actually hit the standard for it. Even though the guy who won the head to head competition didn't get to go. So he's like, he's the only person ever to win the U S Olympic trials and and not be allowed and not make the Olympic team. It's crazy. (laughs) But hang on Uh, a second. Rory shakes his head, but I say the other guy is top ceiling potential though. So here's, here's where it gets tough. The other guy's top ceiling potential was bigger. However, what if he chokes in the big game when the pressure's on? Right. Which he kind of, which he might have. That's why, that's why it's the debate. It's like, yeah, so what if that guy doesn't throw as well and the pressure's on? He's going to fucking choke in the Olympics for sure. If we're, that's why if we're managing teams, Rory may pick the lifter who has the more experience and is more consistent. I'll take the CPU lifter who totals more than Nick Manders and Caffoy. Yeah, say the LeBlanc, that? whoever that guy is. Yeah, yeah whoever Guyami LeBlanc is, 775. Yeah, I'll take yeah, but, him. But here's the thing. Caffrey went head-to-head with him and beat him to take the national title. That's where, it's, like, yeah. different, strategy, different strategies, though, right? Like, I'm I'll going, I'm going to take the person who has proven to perform and their expected outcome is this. Whereas Arian's going, I'm taking the guy who's the range over which he could perform is this, and yeah, he might yeah. kill it, and he might tank. And but you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you're also saying projected like you're estimating how how strong they can be and how they can perform uh ryan's using totals from 27 months ago when when worlds happens that was march 2020 this guy now has put on over 40 kilos on his total and he can continue to progress you know because that was may 2021 his total so he has another 12 months on top of that 775 so the 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 idea too with all this is i understand what the olympics do and what other sports do the way i go against that is one, the CPU is not paying any of these lifters to say, hey, I'm selecting you, but I'm going to pay for all your expenses and give you sponsors and blah, blah, blah. And two, there's no meshing of lifters on a team because it's individual based. And three, even as far as the team aspect, I think if CPU brings a tro- first place team, men and women, they go back to Canada, 
that they're not getting any money for that. No one's no one's paying them for hey, you got first place team at IPF Worlds. Well, yeah. So Ariane, mission... what I'm what I'm hearing from you is that we should actually be managing and picking the coaches who are going to perform the most reliably. And then, you know, team selection, whatever, we should be paying the coaches uh, and who are going to perform the best, right? That's I'm fine with it. No, I'm fine with going with a objective measure. The one they have is fine. Or if you just went with highest total across any CPU meet, because we hold our, our all our referees to standards, whoever has the biggest toll, hey, you have the biggest toll, you pay your money, you go get, get take your shot at Worlds. Here's So here's a caveat I got to throw out there then. Um, so first off, when I said the meshing on the teams, and that's not a factor, that's not what I meant. Though. I just meant I they were looking at it as it increased our chances of winning, whatever. But um, in terms of doing what you're saying, though, if Kafwe didn't have to travel to Sweden and do all that shit, and he's like, I, if it's because he didn't know this was all going to fall on his lap, that it's going to be, we're going to go towards the biggest total only. If he had just done a local meet. And just try to post up, do a local meet, go nine for nine. There's no pressure. Eat whatever you want. Wake up in your house and, and drive two minutes and do local meet. That's so that's why it's not entirely fair. He's a, he, he loses out from his success. Oh, I beat that guy to, I, to win the national title. And ever since I've been competing at a world level, I went to worlds in 2020, went to worlds in 2021 and I'm flying across the world to do it. And because of that, this other dude who lost to me, is relegated to local meets and he's posting up big totals. So that's where it's a little bit careful. would be like, man, that's kind but, of, but it, but also yeah, I, I get I, your point. I do get your I, point. Believe me. And right? I get your point too. But right. if it's a, let's say it's a 25 kilo gap, cause it's 750 to 775. And you say, well, Caffrey could have gone and done a local meet, you know, hopped out of his bed and gone and pulled 325, whatever. Well, how much does he cover? Does he gain 10 kilos from doing a, a whole meet? 50, does easy. he get 20 kilos? To, how do you estimate <laughs> Or I you're just biased you. here. Now we know why you want to discuss this because it's our boy. I'm loving this conversation, guys. But we Not are boys tangented boy. from doing the news, which is what we were supposed to be doing. No, right. we, we got 15 more minutes Dude. to talk about New Zealand. So, I, so I'll take the junior lifter who went to Worlds and totaled five kilos less than Halfway because I know he's going to be progressing more because he's only 21 years old. But so give me Adam Jensen. Is he? He might be still a junior. Adam Jansen. I'd keep him as a junior though, because Jansen? his chances his chances in the juniors would be, are, are gonna we, be really we, good. We should year. we should see as far as this year, just totals, you know. Ryan's got Cafui, Bill's got Adam Jansen, I got <laughs> LeBlanc. I fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do Rory it. could take Nick Manders. But let me say something. If Cafui <laughs> goes to worlds, he's gotta fly all the way to fucking South Africa. If that's his competition, because at nationals, if if they're like, okay, Cafui ends up going to South Africa. And Nationals is close to world. So, you know, in terms of peaking, he's again going to get the short end of this. And no, everyone else that's, stays local. That, that's in June. So just convince him to bang out another meet in November or December locally. He would have to. But and APFs, there you go. <laughs> so here's my power rankings for the CPU. But this is this is what we hope oh. these news items would do is create some talk and, and some whatever. Uh, all right, Roy, would you let us? Would you want to let us know what's going on with New Zealand, New Zealand powerlifting? Yeah, yeah. So New Zealand borders have been, I'm going to say, closed in air quotes. You have been able to get through, but it's been very difficult and expensive to do it. And they, it is progressively getting less expensive and less difficult to do it over the coming months. Uh, so. Of a note, New Zealanders will be able to come back into New Zealand without going through managed isolation facilities starting from, I think, March. And that mostly means that New Zealand should be able to send teams to international events again. The other one that's important is that uh, all countries that have visa waiver agreements with New Zealand will be able to travel into New Zealand starting from, uh, sorry, doing this off the dome, I think it might have been August, to uh, without going through managed isolation facilities you do still have to self-isolate but you don't have to go through the managed isolation which is the difficult bit Um, and so that does mean that commonwealth is likely to go ahead as well and so uh, both of these things mean that uh, New Zealand should be able to reintegrate with international powerlifting this year which is really cool it's still not absolutely painless and of course these things can always change Uh, a lot of people are up in arms about the fact that it keeps changing but the fact is that none of us have a crystal ball and none of us can see what's happening in sort of world affairs and you know there could be another COVID uh, variant which is particularly bad or there could be war between Ukraine and Russia you know like there's all sorts of things that could change this still but um, at the moment it's looking really positive Uh, we are starting to think about team submissions for international events and hopefully New Zealand will be present again at the world championships this year. Tim Matagati versus I was gonna say, Delaney Wallace. Here I'll we say, go. 
I'll say, Rory, really quick, we got Delaney Wallace or Tim Monogatti. I like how we're picking Delaney Wallace to go to Worlds already. I mean, like, he's never won USAPL Nationals. Has he been to PLA Nationals? Let, yet, let the like, man just take a pick. <laughs> Monogatti. Go to, uh, go to back black. Also, yeah. Rory, quick pick. You can just pick any name if you don't know them. Israel Adesanya or Robert Whitaker? Israel Adesanya. Oh, he does know him. <laughs> he do, used to he train do. at the same same gym as 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 he. What you do? Used to, yeah. He used to train at uh, Human Performance Center, which is a gym on the North Shore in Auckland. Uh, they used to do. Equip- it's going back a long time time now. That gym doesn't even exist anymore. They used to equip bench together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He was uh, he was like sort of down the back doing his like band work, and then there was like a bunch of fat powerlifters sitting in another corner, like watching him be quite athletic, and us going. Man, that set of three was really hard. I'm really out of breath, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess connected to that with New Zealand opening up its borders, New Zealand looking to send a team. And the reason why we say Tim Monogatti is because a few posts ago, Brett Gibbs had mentioned that he is training, but his goal is no longer to go to IPF World Championships because based on the situation with his elbows and IPF rules, he cannot fully lock out his elbows. So uh, it looks like at least for this year, Brett Gibbs is out, and we think Tim Monagai is going to slot into that 83 kilo spot. Yeah, I mean, Brett can hop over to USAPL Australia possibly. Then <laughs> if they want to, you know, <laughs> get the rules a little different there. Yeah, if the lifting standards the are lower, the IPF rules anymore. So uh, maybe. adaptive athlete division. Here's here's the here's the problem. When Brett openly says, um, "I can't meet the IPF world standard," if USAPL is like you can meet our standard. It doesn't look great. It'd be like, wow, that doesn't look great. That's not a great look to acquire. I mean, it's bread. It's great acquisition, but it wouldn't look great. But um, for anyone listening. So yeah, Brett is essentially retired, but he's kind of not. It's only semi because a, who the fuck knows, maybe miracle and the elbow opens up a little more and he can actually lock out his bench. That's the big thing is he can't lock out his bench, but he is doing um, a gym competition. So obviously the standard is much lower. It's a gym meet, but it's a meet nonetheless. And he's going to try to put up a big total nonetheless. And it's look at, um, I've Brett is in the gym as an 83 and he weighed in as an 83 is posted up like 865 or 862 and a half. Something fucking crazy. There's a reason why Russell or he said, I swear to God, Brett at hundred percent meet at hundred percent. I still think Brett's stronger than me. He said that many times on this podcast. He goes, I, I shit you not. I still think Brett's stronger than me. And, um, like Brett is a phenomenal once in a lifetime type of power lifter. Um, so hopefully at some point we can get that arm to lock out all the way, but I'm still reposting that fucking mock meat. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I guess he can get the surgery, but, uh, Bill, don't forget USAPL has that Arnold squat challenge and the Arnold Delive challenge. Yeah. Brett's not. Brett's been to the Arnold before. Hey, he's coming, but. I've never heard someone curse so much in my life. I was like, what is going on here? And then warm up room. I don't even know why. It's just like this little guy cursing all over the place. Everyone's like, what's going on? <laughs> Maybe because you called him a little guy. <laughs> he was angry. Uh, yeah. I, I guess connected to all this as well, Rory, would you like to give a brief overview of what's going on with Powerlifting Australia? Yeah, so for those who don't remember, Powerlifting Australia was booted out of the IPF in 2018 because uh, Robert Wilkes refused to step down as CEO. Um and uh, so late in 2021, I want to say like uh, October, November 2021, something like that, uh, there was some details about a sexual harassment scandal, including Robert Wilkes came out. Uh, a whole bunch of gyms have unaffiliated from Powerlifting Australia. Uh, and anecdotally, it seems like a lot of lifters are moving from Powerlifting Australia to the Australian Powerlifting Union and looking for other options within Australia. That's not, I've, uh, I've heard that they're moving to USAPL Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait and see exactly what ends up happening with that and how many lifters actually end up competing in powerlifting Australia and the other options within Australia this year. Um, but uh, I know that at least anecdotally, there is a lot of lifters moving from World Powerlifting to the New Zealand Powerlifting Federation within New Zealand, and there does seem to be a lot of lifters moving from powerlifting Australia to the APU and other options in Australia. We'll have to see how it shakes up. It is going to be interesting. So we got a transition at the Oceana uh, level. Yeah, I mean, there's some good lifters over there. I remember yeah, IPF Worlds, there used to be like a pretty strong Australian team. And maybe we'll have another one again, especially if World stays in South Africa. It's a little closer down to that region. So, man, 
Timing's right. Let's see what happens. Obviously, yeah, I've seen Liz, Liz Craven's making a comeback into the IPF scene. Um, and there's a couple others that might be making their way as well. Rory, Rory when is Commonwealth's? Uh, Oceania Champs is uh, last week in November. Uh, sorry, Commonwealth. Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry Commonwealth. Yes, last week in November. Uh, and yeah. that is in Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, shit. So that's go, perfect right, timing. compete, bud. Perfect timing. Go get it, man. Get after Who, it. Me? No, I'm good. Why? Isn't that the... I'm commentating, man. No, isn't Canada competed that? Yep. Yeah, Canada Commonwealth yeah. competed that. Go fucking lift, bro. Go to fucking New Zealand and lift. <laughs> right, settle down. He's, He's so angry. Right now, right now on the air, you were going to go compete. <laughs> settle down. <laughs> He's, he's so like into that. that. Go Come fucking on. live like it's a like it's down the road or something. <laughs> it's it's down the road. Away. It's only one flight away. That's easy. I actually I've never been to anywhere in the Oceania, like Australia, New Zealand, or anywhere around there. I would fucking love to go there at some point. It's uh, summer for us as well. Escape the sort of snowbound prison that is Canada. Come to New Zealand. Sit on a beach. Uh, like jump in some waterfalls or something. Do some lifting. Make up for that time that you said that you were 16 out of 16 confident that you were going to win and then you didn't even lift. 16 um, out of 16. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I got injured. It happens. I, I wish they would let Bill and I into the Commonwealth. I would go to Auckland. You want to buy a place in Canada? <laughs> where else buy, Where else we got to look? Buy a cottage, man. <laughs> buy a cottage. We'll go in together. Um, um, yeah, other... Yeah, I was going to just continue on with the news post. Not breaking news, but it is a event for this year that I keep having people ask me what's going on, is that this year is a World Games year. So for people who don't know, World Games is basically the Olympics for non-Olympic sports. And powerlifting has been in the World Games since the very beginning in 1981. So it is always the year after the Summer Olympics. So it is this year in July in Birmingham, Alabama, here in the U.S., it is for the IPF only the equipped division. So that's why you're not going to see your regular classic names there. You're going to see the equipped people there. Um, but it's still going to be well, interesting. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have maybe. <laughs> I mean, last time you had uh, Christophers Bicky representing yeah. Poland as a classic lifter lifting equipped. So this time you have Heather Connor, a classic lifter lifting in the equipped representing the US. But it is a uh, equipped division. Everyone's going to be wearing single ply um, if they want to. Uh, there's no classic division there, but it is still a you know high level competition for the equipped lifters is the highest competition because it's basically the the peak. It's Olympics multi sport style event where you go there's an opening ceremony. They have all the athletes from all different sports from all the different countries there. Um, they're going to be staying there in the athlete village and everything like that. Um, the other thing too is they combine the weight classes. So like for the men, the 120 plus and 120 will be in a combined weight class. 105s and 93s will be in a combined weight class, and they do it by points. So then it becomes more difficult. You have to be like top three at Worlds to get an automatic spot, and then now you have to go against the top three guys in the other weight class too to try and bow it out. Plus all the alternates and everything like that. So it should be an interesting event for people who are new to the sport to see that. Um, for the classic side, we don't have that, but hopefully, as we have discussed before, we'll get Sheffield. I know you want to say your Wait. other part, Ryan, but hopefully, we get Sheffield for now as the pinnacle for the classic side. Well, let me throw something in there. Go ahead. Okay, because um, we talked about this before. So, I I do I believe just my thoughts, anyways, that the World Games will end up going classic, and because in the direction that we're going right now, the IPF. At the world level, in terms of the European being included in the European Games, the Master World Games, um, Asian Games, trying to get onto or getting onto Eurosport, and being attached to these other sports that are multi-sport events. So they're sending track athletes, they're sending like all the other Olympic sports, right, are involved in these kind of things. IPF go, sending the raw classic divisions there is really where because we've seen the growth that the classic divisions have had. And I think the barriers of entry and even just watching, if you're any of these other sports athletes and you stick around the water, let me check out the powerlifting, but they're coming out with, you know, they can't bend their knees. They can't put their arms down because of the benches, et cetera. It's, it's harder for them to get into to see what's going on. I truly believe that if it's classic, it's going to take off more. And I think this will be a big deal when, World's Games goes classic 
and it's at a multi-sport event and it travels all around the world. It happens once every four years, just like the Olympics and the prestige the World Games has, it, it carries. And when in terms of sponsorships, in terms of all of that, the government sending funding, whatnot, I think it's just like when the World Championships of Powerlifting went classic and we saw a huge boom. This, it won't be as big as that, but there will be some positive repercussions for powerlifting in general. The more multi-sport events we jump into with a classic foot, I think it's going to carry over better. And I think we're going to start seeing growth for our sport exponentially the next few years, particularly in certain regions like Asia, China onboarding. We're part of the Asian games now. And again, all of their other sports are going to be there. We're in that party now. Yeah, I the, think some doors are going to open. Yeah, the two that you mentioned, I just want to mention again, is the the International University Sports Federation is the one that runs the University World Games. So there's basically University World Games similar to the regular Open World Games. So that is going to be for university students, and that's classic. And then... That the next one that's coming is the International Master Games Association that runs the Masters World Games, and IPF is getting into that, and that's classics. So at least for now, you're gonna for the have for the University World Games or for the Masters World Games classic, and then for the regular World Games equipped, potentially they can leave it equipped, or potentially they can always transfer that over to classic as well in the future. Yeah, I mean it's um, these are the moves you want to do if you're a true international federation with all of the different national feds that are attached to the ipf like over a hundred nations attached these are the moves you got to do for the sport if you're going to start making some headway and whether you believe in the olympic dream or not if you're ever going to get in there these are the steps you got to take we are making more and more steps it is the steps you got to take but even if you don't think we're going to get in the olympics this is what you got to do to get funding from nations all around the world they want to be like what what events are you in you want us to fund powerlifting? Where are you sending your athletes to? Just the powerlifting worlds? I don't think we do want to fund you. Oh, no, no, no. You're a European nation. We're sending it to the European games. You're an Asian nation. We're sending to the uh, Asian games. You're a university athlete. We're going to the, uh, you know, it, that is a huge difference for funding around the world, as well as possibly down the road inclusion to even bigger games like the Olympic games. It's big steps, man. These are the steps that we got to take. And if we never fucking take them, we never get closer. And for people, some people who aren't paying attention, like we're not, we're not getting closer. We are, we're getting closer all the time. Every year that rolls by, we get a little bit closer. This is all new headway. Um, so anyways, it's big. It's good news. Yeah. I don't know if these guys have anything to add in there, but I was going to add in there too. That, that what I was thinking too, as far as like, yeah, even if you don't get into the Olympics, potentially, you can use these other associations that you're part of. There's ones that are like this, like Masters uh, Games Association, World Games Association, but there's also ones just that help for sports to meet with other sports and officials to make connections and potentially like, I don't know how the Eurosport deal came, but maybe you're at a meeting of all these different sports and, and there's another sport that's involved with Eurosports. I'm like, oh, we know the guy. We'll, we'll talk to him and we'll hook you up. Or like, you know, for other sponsors, we have, you know, powerlifting sponsors like SPD, Alico, uh, those sponsors. But what if you want to get the sponsors outside of lifting? What if you want to get like a Nike or Reebok or a Gatorade or whatever like that? You need those connections. If someone says, hey, I know this guy's number. I know this guy's email. I'll email them and connect you and say, hey, this is the International Powerlifting Federation. Then you can get into those doors that you may not be able to get if you're only focused on the powerlifting world. 100% 100% doors open with who you know and meet at events. I can tell you that personally. But also, when you're, if, if you go to the event, like a multi sport event and powerlifting kills it, and look at, we've had showdowns that are amazing showdowns. We've been on the Olympic Channel and they were like, holy shit, you guys, the ratings are way better than like some of these other sports that are already in the Olympics. If we go show up at one of these multi sport events and all these other sports are there and we have a fucking, Taylor Atwood that rips it up and everyone's like, holy shit. Or we have like a five-way battle that we see in the 105s. And people are like, oh my God, that came down to the very last dead. And you have those sponsors at their booths that are walking around, checking out the events and they stop by and they see fucking Ray Williams and Jesus Oliveras go toe-to-toe squatting a thousand pounds. And you're at your booth sponsoring and you come by and you're like, that is how you get, yes, that is where you might step forward and be like, how do we get involved in this? This is pretty good. 
you know, you guys drink energy drinks too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is for sure how doors open up, but you're not even on the radar. If you're not at the party, you have to show up at the party, man. Some people it's that entitlement that some people sit around on their social media and be like, how come I don't get all this attention? How come I don't, what have you fucking done? You have to show up. You have to leave your front door and show up at these things, man. It's true with everything in life. And it's true with powerlifting. And this is what's happening right now. Sorry for the rant, but it's, it's, it's crazy for me. Some people think like, why don't we have Nike? Why don't we have, because we haven't done anything. These streams we have are great, but they're not leaving our community. We got to show up at other events and leave our community for them to take notice. As well as our lifters are doing amazing. I think, I think Bill and Rory want to stay quiet. They want to jump right next to the next topic and spend the next two hours talking about fake plates guy. No, if I actually wanted to talk about how cool the <laughs> Masters Nationals or Masters Worlds would be the year before the Masters World Games. You know, you could see like someone like Oleg hopping over to the classic side just to do that so he can go to the World Games possibly. Or like, you know, Dennis Cornelius is now a, a master. So he's going to a Masters World. So you're going to see all these like potentially these really big open lifter names that kind of pop over to the Masters Worlds who would never normally go because they don't have to go kind of thing just because it's you know have a chance to go to go to a world games could be kind of cool yeah all of a sudden liz craven and marissa into battle again you know they're in the masters there's many yeah for sure all the competitive masters now all of a sudden be like holy shit we got a world games level we're we're with all these other athletes and you know all these major sponsors um yeah you got to make some tough decisions all of a sudden but yeah <laughs> that's true it, like all of a sudden these divisions now get even more competitive once you start doing stuff like that right all of a sudden like well i'm a university athlete then we got university world games man with all of the track athletes at your university that are like fucking a-level track athletes you go to the same world games as that you're like okay all of a sudden it's far more legit same with masters well who cares about masters a little different if you're in masters world games maybe it does mean a little more to you now so it helps man all these boats are going to rise it is I was trying to pull up the schedule real quick, Bill, just to see when and where they are. It looks like the Masters World Games had got postponed as well from last year to this year. So it's going to be May in Japan. So, I mean, obviously, we're not going to be into that one. Um, but going forward, I don't know if they also get into the other events because, like, the Pan American Masters Games are October in Brazil. And then you have the Asian Pacific Masters Games next year, May 2023 in South Korea. Uh, European Masters Games 2023 in Finland, and then the 2025 Masters World Games in uh, Taiwan. So potentially those, you know, Asian Masters Games and European Masters Games could be part of the qualifying process to get to the World Masters Games in Taiwan 2025. That could be an interesting trip. Also, and we got to look at now all the 36-year-olds, like a Ray Williams, yeah. possibly, who now might be, you know, who's going to be 40. I think he's pretty close to 36 or something like that, who might end up being 40 years old in that year. You know, you're like, oh, shit, okay, now, <laughs> right? So <laughs> yeah. imagine, like, imagine it's like Taiwan, 2025, a Masters World Games. There's all these other sports and stuff like that. And then big Ray Williams shows up, <laughs> puts up a 1,000-pound squat. Dude, it would be amazing. It literally would change the Masters division when shit like that starts happening. All of a sudden, people are like, you fucking watching the Masters? You're damn right I am, of course. <laughs> people, people are like staying up late to watch the Masters division evolve. You know what I mean? It, it would make a difference because right now, they're not even going to live stream the Masters World Championships anymore now that they separated it. With this Masters World Games, we're back on some kind of streams and stuff like that. Like it becomes, you know, it's just, it helps, man. These kind of things help. And this is just worth looking at talking about the masters now, but again, just to double back growing the market in Europe, because you want the market strong in Europe. Like, so people emerge like in France and you want the market strong in Asia, being a part of these events. Again, athletes leave the venues, leave those events, sponsors go back and be like, did you see fucking powerlifting? It, that's how things grow in these different regions. So we're not all clustered. Um, it's a big deal. All right, fake plates. Here we go. Fake plates. More dates. Oh, Arian, I don't know the fake plates story. Tell us about the fake plate story. Uh, I don't know. Ryan has the most details right, let on me it since he reposted it. Um, I can't believe, first off, it's not necessarily the 
fake plate story. It's become that with some people. But uh, the real story is the biggest bench press of all time could be on the horizon. Everybody's been looking at Julius Maddox as possibly hitting an 800-pound bench press. His biggest total, I don't can one of you fellas pull up Julius Maddox's biggest bench press when we could get the, uh, an open powerlifting, we can get the um, kilos, but I know he's. I want to say it was 355 or something off, off the top of the head. I believe so. So 780 something, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, 355, um, 782 and a half. There it is. Okay. So Julius Maddox for years has been coming on the podcast, talking about it. Like he's a phenomenal podcast. He's got a great story, but he talks about, he's been chasing this 800 pound bench press. So he has the world record bench press. We had him on when he's chasing 700. Now he's chasing 800, but Daniel, let me make sure I pronounce his proper, his name properly here. Uh, coming out of Iran, <laughs> turn this music down a stitch. <laughs> um, Daniel Zamani from Iran just hit a 360 kilo, 793 pound bench in the gym. Now, Daniel previous years hadn't done anything close to this when he was competing, but he was winning world titles at different world events, right? But my man is in the untested clearly and you see people make some like crazy gains he's far bigger than he used to be an individual like he is a massive individual right now if you go to his instagram how big he is he is colossally bigger so when people quote these numbers that he hit in competition from previous years he's nowhere near as big um you know he's obviously he's definitely running stuff like he's not you know he's an untested guy so some people who think it's fake are saying, and rightfully so, they're saying, look at these aren't calibrated plates. The plates look like they're knockoff Alico, but are they fake plates? Some people said these aren't calibrated and they're knockoff, they're not real Alico. So they're fake. Well, they're fake Alico, but are they fake plates? You can have knockoff Alico, but are they straight up fake? That's a different story. Right. They might not be within 10 grams of the face value like Alico plates are supposed to be, but it doesn't mean that the 25 kilo plates actually weigh 18 kilos or something, right? They probably weigh still less. weigh pretty close to 25 kilos. And so some or people they, are they more. May still, they may still weigh pretty close to 25 kilos. Or yeah, they may be slightly more than 25. Thank you, Bill. But here's the thing. Some people are saying straight up, they think some like one or two of those plates are fake. Like uh, Brad Castleberry or whatever the shit he, that guy used to do. And, um, and they're saying we need to see it on a competition. Now I have talked to Daniel in the DMS and he said, I will compete in 2022. He's like, that's going to happen. I'm returning in 2022. I think he had certain goals. He wanted to hit in the gym. This thing has been posted and reposted a million times. And, um, I mean, everyone's excited about it because an 800 pound bench press is raw is absolutely ridiculous. But the, the storyline around it, there's so much intrigue. Because people like, why has he not done a competition this whole time? And his plates definitely aren't calibrated. And they're knockoff plates, but not necessarily fake plates. So the debate, instead of just a debate of, um, can this guy hit it? There's a debate, like, it's so much greater now. It's like, is it real? Is it not real? Can he hit it? I mean, what if it is real? He still might not be able to hit it. It's it's become a major discussion point. I know a storyline is a discussion point, A, when I see it reposted everywhere. So every single reposting page is reposted, and lifters are just like, holy fuck, like big lows. I feel like Strongman, Larry Wheels, but like a bunch of other ones are reposting. Like, holy shit, take a look at this. Um and then on top of that, people are sliding in my DMs when I post it, giving me either, yes, I think he'll do it, or why are you reposting this guy? <laughs> so the story, they're like people, when, I, when people slide in my DMs after I post something, I know, okay, this is starting some chatter um, or tagging me and stuff like that. I can't, you know, Daniel actually, Julius Maddox, whom he's now sporting rivals with, was on the podcast. And Julius Maddox said, Daniel actually slid in my DMs and said, can you tell people my plates are real? Can you mm -hmm. end this and just tell people it's real? And Julius said, my friend, I am not saying they're fake, but I am also not vouching for you. And I've never met you in real life. I've never been to that side of the world. I haven't seen your plates. I can't say they're real if I don't. You're asking me to vouch. 
And, and I can't do that. I'm, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon and say they're fake. I'm not going to do that either. Um, but, you know, but Daniel Zamani is aware of this discussion and it's become a thing. So I don't know, man. I'm freaking stuck. Have you guys seen it? Oh, let me show you guys. I mean, there's one. Have you seen okay, it? Go ahead. Yeah. Let me show I've you. I've seen the... it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So we, we, okay. We, we, we've all seen it now. Um, okay. Perfect. Like, yeah. Go ahead, Bill. So there's one simple answer, answer here. Why the fuck would he fake 360 when he can fake 365 and be over 800 pounds? <laughs> That's true. That's a good uh, fucking point. I mean, right? I like, mean, the argument like, would be that he says he's going to attempt it in 20 days. I don't know if that means in the gym or in the meet. But he says, like, you know, my first target was 360 kilos, which is a few kilos more than the current world record. My second target is breaking 800, which I'm going to attempt in 20 days. So maybe he's building up this storyline would be the argument. Gotcha. Okay, fair yeah, enough. But there we go. I was looking at genuinely intends to compete this year. Faking lifts only is going to fucking embarrass him, right? Like, if he goes into a meet later. Unless he gets hurt <laughs> before the meet. Okay. Okay. Or yeah. No. no fair you point, know fair point, But sooner or later, he is going to have to. He is going to show up at a meet, and he is either going to bench something in the vicinity of three hundred and sixty. Like maybe he doesn't exactly hit three hundred and sixty. Maybe he hits three hundred and fifty, and it's that's still a very respectable bench press. Yeah. Or he fucking doesn't, and and like he won't show up and do it then. Uh, right. In which I, case, we know. Here's what people say. Here's what some people told me in my DMs that they worry. He's just never going to come back like that. And he's got so much clout and everything. It's as though he's already won worlds and won broken world records. He, so many people are reposting him, talking about it, whatever. They're like, if if it is fake, you're never going to show up to be, you're just going to be like, yeah, maybe he says, hey guys, I was going to, ended up getting injured. It's actually career ending. You know, I don't know if I'll ever get back, whatever. For it's something comes up in life and he never has to. So he just moves on like that. I mean, an injury can come back. So maybe he does like something else, whatever the shit it is. Right. And he just checks out and that was his fame. And he's, but like Rory said, if he actually competes, even if he doesn't hit 360, you know, 783, even if he's like within 10 kilo of it, you know, he probably wasn't bullshitting people's bench. Like when it's that heavy 10 kilo is nothing compared to how much kilos he's pushing. If he's anywhere in the vicinity of, even if less, you're like, he probably wasn't bullshit the whole time. Why would you bullshit 10 kilo? He was probably, because this is a very long time he's been doing this kind of thing. Like it's been like a, a year and a bit now. Um, for for your point, Bill, in terms of why would he lie it? And then Arian said, maybe it's building the story. He would be the world's most patient man because he's been building the story right. for like a year and a half now. <laughs> That's because, why I think it's real. Because he's, he's literally been having progress going on. So unless yeah. he has this whole like, timeline you know lined up the storyline planned out okay every 21 days i'm going to hit a new you know eight to ten kilo increment until i get to this thing like For 18 but, months yeah right uh, it's, it's, uh, i only heard about him i think yesterday but wasn't there like some college football player who faked the uh invisible girlfriend for like a year or two so you know people out there do crazy stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah but you don't show up at a meet and be like you know here's my invisible girlfriend you show up at a meet and you're like here's my bench press right like yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I I think I first heard about it when Ryan posted him up, whether it was today or yesterday, a video. I, I didn't really follow him, and it's interesting. People are going through and looking at these videos because I went through now, and the older videos have Alico plates that are knockoffs that have an X instead of a K, but his newer plates look like different versions. They look like better versions that have the K on it. So I wonder if the new ones are legit Alico plates. And you know, oftentimes when you're in different countries, you're where you're using other brands. For calibrated plates. Someone told me that they didn't look calibrated because they're missing something on them. I don't oh, know. Like they were missing the plug or something. It, it's hard because it, I was trying to look for like better quality ones and zoom in and stuff like that. And sometimes you can't see the inside of it. But it, at least the, what I saw is the some of them have a different writing on it. It's an X instead of a K for Alico on the older ones. And here's the thing, though. So people are, are pointing it out. And yes, they might be knockoff Alico. The my man is in Iran and got whatever he got and whatever. I don't know. It doesn't mean it's fake, though. It just means it's not calibrated Alico spec. That all over the world, things like that happen for all different items. That's not doesn't mean, though, how off could it possibly be? I don't think I. if it's just a training gym lift. I don't think anyone, a lot of people lift on in commercial gyms or don't have like calibrated plates. No one cares. I think the real accusation is if they full on think it's fake, 
like not just not calibrated, but whatever. We're, what are we talking? Some people actually, and that's where it's intriguing, man. How does the story? <laughs> well, what if that gym in LA, which famously the 45 pound plates are actually like 37 or 38 pounds or something like that. Which gym is that? Uh, I, I think I don't remember. I, I think it's Zoo Culture is what you're talking is it about. Zoo Culture. They've got like a, a calibrated set and an uncalibrated set, and the uncalibrated set are like a way under. I think no so. But way. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, what would be funny or intriguing is if he does sign up for a competition, but the competition's at his gym using those plates and bar. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, listen. Everyone sets massive PRs. Yeah. Well, they, well, if, okay. Well, let's do it this way. Let's say they do a, a meet. How many federations do we know that the meet director, someone, you know, it's local and you're just using local plates or whatever. Like what would be the actual difference? How would you know? No one would know. They'll be like, yes, yeah, so you can have a fed, any, fed, like, any untested. God bless. I mean, There's so lo- many feds. Part of this is why we weight lifts more highly that are, that are done at higher levels, right? Like yes. this is part of this is why when we look at people doing gym meets and mock meets, we go, Hey, look, that's really impressive be more impressive if you did it at worlds like good job but but it'd be more impressive if you did it at worlds right like that's that's exactly why we look at some of the stuff and we go uh do it do it on a more important platform and it'll be more impressive this is why when people say what's the difference gravity's gravity you know it's dumb like when i post this is an unofficial world record like why is it unofficial Mm -hmm. it's so dumb you have to be in an international meet this is why bro because even if it's your own fed, your own national fed in the middle, like us is big, but let's say it's somewhere in, you know, Asia, Europe, whatever, a smaller nation, some, the national fed is much smaller and like, Hey, we broke 30 world records over the weekend. Oh, did you anybody else from outside your nation there? No, but that we don't have to. um, Right. It's like, no, we're all a lot more comfortable if it's an international fed where all these other nations are present and it's international judging. That's why. What kind of a federation are you a part of where you don't have that? Probably part of a federation that that can't put that together with all due respect. But that's why world records need international coverage there. So it's unbiased. Anyways. It looks good to me. I mean, they look like you like plates to me. I mean, when the, you can see when the spotters like bouncing the thing, I mean, the plates are bouncing pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically the guy needs to, if he really wants to prove to everybody, he needs to make a YouTube video and weigh every single one of these. I think he has. And then yet, you know, obviously then, the, oh, the, well, well, the scale is scale's broken or the scale's breaking or whatever, you know. I was going to say, like, but isn't that what, yeah. uh, was it Thor who did that deadlift and he weighed every single plate on, on the live stream? Yes. Oh, on ESPN or whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, so they could do something like that. And I in think the Daniel old days, did. I mean, check I, it out. I'm I'm reasonably satisfied, right? Like, do it at a, do it in a meet, and I'll be more satisfied. But like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, it it looks fucking heavy. Like, it's it's not like it, it's definitely not like 200 kilos loaded on the bar, right? Like, if it's if it's off, it's not off by heaps. It's you know, so. yeah, yeah. If it's anything, right? It's like it's like 310 because like you know two of the 25 one of the 25s on each side is fake right so it's like you know take 50 kilos off of it or something like that but yeah but no i i think it's i think it's legit it looks legit i mean the, the plates look good i see no reason to doubt it like like other than people looking at it and going wow that guy's too strong like i'm not looking at it and seeing anything particularly suspicious right like it's it looks pretty good and honestly if i think about this in my head i'm i'm going back to what bill was saying where this dude has been doing this like the long slow, con, man. The long for, con. for 18 months. <laughs> Nobody does it for 18 months. And, 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 he, all, and then cycles off. He clearly cycles off and his bench went down to, he was posting video. His bench was way down to like 600 and something. He's clearly on and off cycle. The thing is, if it's all fake plates, why would you ever fucking post 600 and 600 pounds for triples and shit when you're doing 750 for like, it doesn't make sense why he would be doing that for months. He clearly went off cycle and, and cycles through and whatever. And it's like, but if it's all fake, why? And, and, and his views are going to go down his his traction goes down, whatever. If it's all fake, why the fuck would he ever put himself through that? Why wouldn't he always just be striking at least be like, oh, I never go under 700. Cause that's where, that's where I'm getting my hot takes from, you know, my hot views from. And, um, and then I get closer to in, in 18 months straight, like milking this to the point of like, it's crazy, man. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a really patient 
thought out process that I don't think he did. It's he's got like, like a marketing like, manager at his yeah. gym and like a PR, you know, and they have this whole timeline <laughs> you, up on the wall. Like, it seems like it's a normal, did, like, did, yeah. it seems Sorry, like it's a normal open commercial gym too. So while he does have his whole posse, like to give him a lift off and slap of him and, and, and spawns like that, there's other people in the background, like training, like, theoretically someone could just go over and be like do these weights feel legit and like you yeah. know if it's someone else's lifter then they can say like you know oh, they can comment and stuff like that oh you know you're, you're using fake weights or whatever they can call that's, them out on it that's another good point is this thing has gotten traction um and for sure it's a spectacle when he's benching so everyone in the gym is aware if, if anyone listening hasn't seen the video everybody's around watching so, like, like someone could dm king of the lifts and be like listen i go to that gym it's period fake. the dude is being reposted by like like, like, I mean, Larry Wheels has got 2 million people following Larry Wheels reposting. I mean, there's, this is, it's, I think Eddie Hall and all them are reposting. Like it's, it's insane. Millions and millions and millions and millions of people all over the world have seen this. And it's not just now it's been going on for the past, like 18 months at some point in a public gym with a spectacle. Every time he comes in, nobody will have walked over, grabbed the weight and been like, why the fuck is this weight so light? Like nobody will have been like, Hey, this is suspect. Nobody for eight, uh, I, you can get away with it for a short period of time when you're milking it for 18 months, that much shared though. It'd be funny if like some 80 kilo lifter goes up and lifts the same weight. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, posts yeah. on Instagram tax king lifts. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> fuck the legend has died today. The, yeah, the, the bigger problem, the biggest problem with the video, he doesn't use the face savers at all. And it really, really bothers me. And it's a you know eight hundred pound bench press, and he's not using the face savers. <laughs> he like and he like struggles to lock out one arm, and like one leg is like slipping out. Yeah, and there's no safety, just two guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I say it's good. I give a thumbs up. I think. Look at if I if you put you put a million dollars on the on the table and said guess, you guess right that million dollars is yours. I'm saying it's good. I'm saying I'm saying he's probably not fake. I just think. When it all adds up, it doesn't make, it actually doesn't make sense. You know, not this long, not this often, not like the down when you're off cycling and the bench goes way the fuck down. And then nobody ever in his crew or random people ever, you know, it's, it, I don't think so. I think, I think we would all go with that they are not fake plates, but they potentially are not to the same accuracy that like Alico plates are. Sure. They, they, I mean, they are Alico plates though. If you look at them, not well, not the old ones are knockoffs. Oh, right, right, gotcha. Then he, he has some other ones where you can't read the brand, but the new ones say Alico on them. But yeah. Ryan's saying potentially they could still be knockoffs where some company just wrote Alico on them and just sells them as knockoffs. Well, let's but call maybe, Oscar. Let's call Oscar, it, see if they sold them to him. Yeah, it, it <laughs> could just be the tolerance is different. I mean, if they're fake, they're uh, like if they're off brand and just have like a, a fake Alico logo on them, like they're, they're not going to be 20 kilo plates masquerading as 25s, right? At right. most, they might be plus or minus a couple hundred grams instead of a couple of grams. Like it's. Yeah. I mean like here, um, like I used to go to a CrossFit gym that held the bumper plates and they wouldn't always get the top of the line bumper plates. They would sometimes get like, you know, the, the lower level brands, but you'd still weigh them and they'd be like 44.8 pounds instead of 45 pounds. It's not like they were 41 pounds. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I think 2022, I'm, I'm going to slide in my man's DMS and I got to get him on the podcast. That's it. We got to do this. He's awake Aaron, now. Let's go. Do it right now. He's fucking awake right now. Aaron, you got to be on this back podcast. To back. With let's go. Yeah, fuck. Let's go. Let's go. Three podcasts in a row. One of them. Arian, you're going to be on this podcast with me? You, you always want me to be the interpreter and, and, and translate, but the thing is my vocabulary is lacking when it comes to uh, Persian, so I don't know if I'll understand all the words uh, when it comes to you know lifting weights or calibrated plates or whatever that's going on, get practicing, man. <laughs> Don't you? Which it's Farsi, right? Yeah, and it's and yours is not like it's uh somewhat shaky. It's not just not like fluent, but it's you can understand it. But you think you might get lost in translation. It's it's even hard to understand when it comes to higher level words. Like just for us, if we're just talking like you know English, you know common English, it's fine. But if someone went to like a lecture and English is their second or third language, they may not understand some of the words. Or they may not have to explain to someone a certain topic and certain number, a certain words. So for me, when it comes to like lifting weights or health and fitness and like that, I don't necessarily know the vocabulary. Like, I don't know how to say barbell and Farsi. I don't know how to say you know uh, 
like powerlifting or powerlifting coach in Farsi. I don't know what those terms translate to. We were get... talking about tolerances and stuff to you and Farsi when you were a, when you were a kid. What, I don't even what... think I know. I don't even know how to say squat, bench, press, or deadlift in Farsi. Well, listen, we get this guy. We'll get an interpreter, and you still got to be on the podcast, though. But uh, you you are a connection. Um, what about Tina Tornado? Does she speak Iranian? She knows more. She Iranian. knows more than. She knows, knows more than me, but I don't know how how well hers is. I think maybe she can actually read and write it too. I can't read or write it. I can't remember if she said she speaks Farsi or, or uh, I got I got to ask how good. But she is. knows because she was talking to them when when we were all there in Calgary. Yeah, yeah she was talking to the Iranian team and um, was helping them out and whatnot. Maybe we get Tina. Maybe it's me, you, and Tina. What's that? Farshid. Or Farshid. It would be the best. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll put a pin in it, man. We got we gotta think about it. But uh we, we gotta look at this. This has to happen. We gotta have it on. We gotta ask them the tough questions. If we're having them on, we're gonna ask the tough questions. And um, and and we gotta hear the date for his competition. <laughs> like, look at me, look at me. Are your plates fake? <laughs> bro, no fuck around. Seriously, bro. Help me out here. T- Tina, me. translate, translate. <laughs> Tina's like, he said they're real. <laughs> it's like, well, of course he's going to say, I guess, right? He says he's going to kill you, motherfucking kill. kill Whatever Zaheer used to say. Dude, he was amazing. <laughs> God, I miss that guy. There's a whole generation of powerlifters who don't even know. Okay. My crazy motherfucker, I don't care. <laughs> they have no idea what we're talking about. He used to post those memes. <laughs> My crazy motherfucker, I don't care, I kill. And his hair's all over the place. <laughs> he was amazing. But, uh, but anyways, all right, fellas. Um, it's Shit. been a slice. We could probably end it there. How long is this one? Half hour? I think maybe an hour now. Over an hour now. Fake oh. plates guy took up too much time. Damn. Well, anyways. We have real plates guy now? He's real plates guy now, man. We, he got the unanimous decision on us. Um, gym lift guy. Gym lift guy. Gym lift guy. Gym, lift, gym guy. lift guy. Uh, so listen, wherever you're listening to this, give us high ratings, subscribe, um, and post up. If you're hearing this and you guys say something about it, and we will repost. Until next time, six pack lap of that. You guys want to sign off? And the dirty yeah. boys. <laughs> the dirty boys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>